0: Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode number 128, Ant-Man and the Wasp. A little late, but whatever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it came out six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Centerpoint Orange and Bell's Hopslam. Blood Orange. Uh, it's, yeah, me. Blood Orange. Uh, with butter. your host Dustin. Seth. And Keith. So we are back again. How are you guys doing? I'm Great. doing awesome. That's fantastic. So we uh <laughs> didn't sound like you cared at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really care. I just have to ask these questions. Just it's gotta, tradition. Just yes. gotta get on with this. <laughs> so Amen and the Lost came out over the summer after the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm was like a month after sure because it was like april and then july so yeah yeah Yeah. a couple months after it was part of the summer movie wager Mm -hmm. so yeah we're just now getting to it because we are in marvel march (laughs) absolutely we didn't mention this
1: the last episode
0: (laughs)
2: this is our marvel themed month yeah
0: last week we watched uh we all watched the punisher Mm and we reviewed it and now this one is we have the ant-man and the wasp Mm -hmm. and then in the following weeks we have the music of marvel um could Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel with uh, Carol Danvers coming through. And then we're ranking the villains of Marvel? I think that's the other one. So we'll we'll iron that out. We have a schedule. I don't have it in front of me or else I'd be like. <laughs> it's online. It's online somewhere. Um, should do be posted think, last week.
2: Do you think anybody will refer to Captain Marvel as Cap? Or is that nickname already taken? Lady I
1: Cap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I forget what her uh Ms. Marvel, I think oh, yeah, we'll just call yeah. her. Yeah even though they you know, made it correct and mm-hmm. moved it to Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel, uh, was a I'll a, get there. It was a different character. It was a different yeah. character. Well, we'll get
1: there. Uh, but brief history. On to you. Ant-Man is the name of several fictional superheroes appearing in books published by Marvel Comics. Created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby, following his one-shot in- anthological story in number 27, January 1962, scientist Henry Pym Returned donning a cybernetic helmet and red costume, and using size-changing technology to debut as the insect-sized hero Ant-Man in number 35, September 1962. The series was plotted by Lee and scripter by Lieber, with penciling first by Kirby and later by Heck and others. The Wasp was introduced as Ant-Man's co-star in issue number 44, June 63, Ant-Man and Pym's subsequent iteration Giant Man, introduced in number 49 from November 63, starred in 10 to 13 page and later 18-page adventures, with the rest of Tales with the rest of Tales to Astonish devoted to the anthological science, fiction, and fantasy stories the comic normally ran. The persona was originally the superhero alias of the brilliant brilliant scientist Hank Pym after he invented a substance that allowed him to change size, but Scott Lang and Eric O'Grady also took on the Ant-Man mantle after Pym changed his superhero identity to Giant Man. So all about Hank Pym.
0: So I got my first uh, reference to Ant-Man in the video game, uh, like Marvel Alliance well, Ultimate whatever. Alliance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Ant-Man was always Doctor Pym to me. Yeah, he was
2: yeah. the original. He's like the main one, mm-hmm. but Scott kind of lines up more with the storyline that is in the MCU right now. Keep
1: reading. Okay. Back to Hank. Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man, was biophysicist and security operations center expert Dr. Henry Hank Pym, who decided to become a superhero after the death of his first wife, Maria Trovoya, who had been a political dissident in Hungary. Falling in love with him and believing that his American citizenship would protect her, Hank and Maria traveled to Hungary shortly after their marriage, to start their new life together. Unfortunately, they were confronted by corrupt agents of the secret police. Hank was knocked unconscious and Maria was murdered. Pim was greatly distraught by his wife's death and decided to do whatever he could in the future to battle injustice. After discovering a chemical substance, which he called Pym Particles, that would allow the user to alter his size, he armed himself with a helmet that could control ants. After that, Pim would shrink down to the size of an insect to become the mystery-solving Ant-Man, solving crimes and stopping criminals. He soon shared his discovery with his new girlfriend, Janet Van Dyne, who became his crime-fighting partner, the Wasp, when he helped her avenge the death of her scientist father, Vernon Van Dyke, who was killed Dine. by... What? Vernon Van Dyne. Vine, <laughs> Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Vernon Van Dyne, thank you, uh, who was killed by an alien unleashed by one of Vernon's own experiments. The duo would become founding members of the Avengers, fighting recurring enemies such as the mad scientist Egghead the mutant Whirlwind, and Pym's own robotic creation, Ultron. While Pym is the original Ant-Man, he has adopted other aliases over the years, including Giant Man, which we said before, mm-hmm. Goliath, Yellow Jacket, and Wasp, after Janet's presumed death in the secret invasion. Leaving his original persona vacant, his successors have taken up the Ant-Man role while Pym explored these other identities.
0: So, spoiler alert, Eggman, or Egghead, is actually in the movie. uh I'll get to that later. Let's get to that later. All right, Scott Lang. Scott Lang was a thief that, who became Ant-Man after stealing the Ant-Man suit to save his daughter, Cassie Lang, from a heart condition. Oh, mm, heartstrings. Tugs on <laughs> them. Literally. Reforming <laughs> <laughs> from his life of crime, Lang soon took on a full career as Ant-Man with the encouragement of Hank Pym, which is weird. He stole a suit, but he whatever. Yeah. He became an affiliate of the Fantastic Four and later became a full-time member of the Avengers. For a period of time, he dated Jessica Jones. Interesting fact. Baller. Ooh. He was killed by the Scarlet Witch along with the, with the Vision and Hawkeye and Avengers Disassembled. And his daughter took up his heroic mantle as Stature or Stinger as sometimes <laughs> that she's right. referred to as in the book Young Avengers. He returned to life in 2011 because nobody ever really dies. Right. It's kind uh, of this. The Children's Crusade, but lost his daughter when she heroically sacrificed herself to stop a supercharged Doctor Doom, who would later revive her during the Axis. Oh, she came back to life too. That's good to know. Um, and there's a theory that
2: he, she will take on the suit in in game because there's going to be some time jumping, and there was a casting release for someone that kind of fit that description. I will mention Eric O'Grady. He's the other Ant-Man. Not important. Google it if you're interested. (laughs) All
0: right. Let's uh, jump to the beer. I love beer. That was Uh, a lot of talking. I need a beer. Yeah, there's a little too much. I talk too much, too. All right. We have um, Centerpoint, Orange, or Blood Orange, if you want to go with the full title. I think it's just listed as orange, but it's technically
2: Blood in parentheses. Yep.
0: All right. Let's
1: roll. Roll out. Let's bleed. Yeah. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkinGeekout@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, as Dustin said before, our in-beer is from Centerpoint Brewery. It is Blood Orange, parentheses, Blood Orange. With the use of Amarillo and Simcoe hops, plus Blood Orange fruit, similar to a grapefruit, this IPA has a slightly sweet and refreshing flavor. Just a touch of bitterness makes this a great introductory IPA. Voted Best Indiana Beer by nuvo and Best Local IPA by the Indy Star. Coming in at 5.2% ABV and 51 IBUs. That's pretty high IBU for a fruit. But then again, I guess it's pretty better. I got nothing for that. No, nah, <laughs> we don't have a 51. <laughs> 51. Uh, a little bit about the brewery. Center point. It is on Mass Avenue and 10th Street, right by 65 and 70 interstates. Like any brewer, we strive to make high-quality beers people enjoy. For us, this starts with strong attention to detail. The name Centerpoint and our Plum Bob logo came from our engineering background, our desire to find the perfect balance among the raw ingredients, and our passion to finally, for finally controlling all the process variables for any style beer we make. We intentionally make balanced, approachable beers that appeal to both craft beer geeks and casual American macro drinkers alike."
3: Mm -hmm.
1: we first opened our tap room doors on october 28th 2016 and since then our approach has been to brew beers designed to be approachable by everyone our mantra is precision engineered craft beer for everyone we're laid back but sweating out the details our tap room like our beers reflects our style we hope you'll come in and check us out and ask for us at your favorite bars and restaurants hey dustin were you there yeah,
0: I went there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, it was also the last one on my uh, on my list, so I remember being there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. pictures of it. But I did try every single one of their beers. They had a lot of beers. Oh, wow! So it was pretty exciting. It's right on Mass Ave. It's really easy to get to. It's off of Seventy and Sixty Five, as you said. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that fat. Uh, wasn't that bad. Uh, can you write this down for me, really quick? Uh, the number fifty one. Was Doc Hudson's number in Cars? Okay. Nice, Doc. So we now have fifty-one guys. I contributed. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've contributed two of them now.
1: No, my sticker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the the meaning of life uh, and everything about it. What number forty-two? Mm-hmm. Forty-two and fifty-two. What's sixty-two? I don't have one of those. <laughs>
1: Retirement. <laughs> oh, oh. oh wait, that keeps getting pushed back.
0: I'll figure something out later. Uh, But yeah, the brewery was nice. Uh, I do suggest going to it. Uh, Really nice people in the bar. Uh, Pet friendly. Oh, that's cool. Cool. So their can, very simple. It's just like a maroonish red Mm -hmm. color.
2: It's got the center point logo there, real big. And I guess that has something to do with
1: Geometry. Yeah, I read it in here. What are he they called? Plumb, it? The Bob, plumb Bob logo. I don't know what it does. Trying to find the center point isn't it something that hangs and then yeah, you try to find it, yeah the central location of whatever. Yeah, um,
0: um, all their cans look like that essentially, just different colors.
2: Say the beer name. It's it's, it's kind it's of on like the in the a, side. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's on the side of the information, so yeah. the. Beer names right there, so it doesn't say it on the front of the can, which is very, very much a turnoff. Yeah, button. it's like because when I first grabbed it, I didn't know which one it was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Which one is this?" Gotta read it. Can't but see it from a it. Distance. Does have all of the information
2: on there, like the just, brewery description and the IBUs oh, cool. and using all that. Careful, but,
1: don't spill any on your. I can. know. Kind of keeping it at an angle, tilting. I will say, at first glance, when it's far away, I'm like, "Oh, Cedar Point." <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't kind Kind of the same font. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, it really roller coaster is. beer.
0: Um, I don't know if it's time to smell yet, but this smells wonderful. You definitely yes, can does. smell those
1: fruits. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to twist this one. Oh, it smells so good. Blood orange. Do we smell it or we color it first?
2: I can't remember. We'll smell oh we first. color it first,
1: but yeah. you know, I'm just saying the smell is like, very powerful. Though. Fruity. I don't even need to hold it to my face. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's citrus. Really nice. So citrusy. Ooh, so, the Nicholas Spatsba or maybe Aquaman. So I first went to Ben Grimm just because it said Ant Man was
2: associated with the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. But that was. might be a little too that, dark. I think that's a little
3: too dark.
0: Yeah, that is a little too dark. I like the Aquaman scales. Aquaman's pretty fruity. I mean that's the right color. <laughs> 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 me. Oh you already pretty much got the gist of the smells. Oh man. It smells like a blood orange squeezed into a glass. Orange juice. Blood orange juice. I had zero issues drinking this beer when I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zero issues. <laughs> So you what, so we are going with ten on the Aquaman yeah. scales. Okay. Yep. And this smells amazing. Pretty much, uh, no brainer there. So let's see if the taste matches. Mm-hmm. Does your taste? Does your taste <laughs> match, match your <laughs> <laughs> taste? The rainbow. I totally butchered that one. Does your <laughs> taste match the smell? I think so. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah. Tastes like a blood orange with some beer in it. And you have that sour like feeling you get after you eat like a grapefruit, mm-hmm. yeah. or you eat like a blood orange. You have that. Oh wow! Kind of like bitter. Now and I know where fruits. that that fifty one, yeah, doc
1: IBUs came in.
0: Yeah, the doc IBUs. <laughs>
1: because <laughs>
2: that smells very deceiving. Oh, this actually says, really says forty five on the can IBUs. Oh, really?
0: Time for an update.
1: Oh, Time for an update. <laughs> Untapped also has 51.
0: 51, we can just keep it as <laughs> the dock, because that was awesome. That was a good find. Good find, Dustin. I don't have a 45 either. I'll find a 45. 45 degree angle. <laughs> 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 to the center point.
2: Ooh. It's mm. a song by Shinedown. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, forty fives are size of uh, records. Records, yeah. So the uh, technically revolutions per minute. A granophone record is what they're called. So this is number forty five. The gram uh, gramophone. <laughs> the grandma. grandma phone. Uh We definitely cannot use Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> number forty five. It's also a film reel or something. There's a book called Forty Five by Bill Drummond. It's uh, referred to as the Guardian, but that might be too obscure for us to be like, number 45, the Guardian. It's also a caliber of handgun. Yeah, that's is it is it true. 45 is uh, the Gaslight Anthem song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, gaslighting is, um, I don't know who that is, but we all know what Gaslight yeah. is. Yeah. God, this one's a little bit harder to choose. 45s um, is, a, is a card game. All right, we'll talk about this later. But it's more interesting. <laughs> Look at the 45s. I'll put it in his grandma phone for now. <laughs> the gramophone, phone. I yeah. like it. 45, the grandma phone. All right, I have three ratings Just on. World's Greatest Grandma phone.
2: <laughs> the World's thinking... Greatest
0: Grandma phone. <laughs> Gamma, like gamma ratings. Oh, so I'll put that in. yeah. Awesome. All right, I have three ratings on beer snobs. And it yields me a 3.33, which is interesting. Three ratings for three, three, three. Let me guess. No comments. Zero comments. That burp just tasted like an orange. (laughs) Oh, my heart's made. One rating on Ray beer. Dang.
2: Overall, it's a three point two out of five. Even though this person checked it in at three point four.
1: They don't like IPAs, apparently. Hmm. Untapped out of one thousand eight hundred and forty-nine ratings, three point eight six. And, Saf, you and I had one friend check this in. Oh, oh. We won't say anything, because he's here. Yeah, oh hey, my don't God. ruin it. <laughs> Oh, Dustin, you gave this... Uh...
2: <laughs> so, on a future episode, he, he said, Oh, Saf, you gave this a 4.5, but I'll save that. I was like, but you just, <laughs> you it just said it out loud. <laughs> it's ruined. Yeah.
0: Well, he did that on the one that was released back for... Uh... The geek Bowl. He just yeah. read mm-hmm. your his comments. whole review. Oh, I won't. I won't say what you scored it, but you did say that it was <laughs> nutty. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the front door. Uh, I have zero friends as well. Uh, I guess Centerpoint's not like super no popular, which is fine with me. It's not one of the big hangouts in
2: Indy. There's just so many other breweries around it. Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm glad I took the time. Definitely Winter. need to check it out. Yeah, I definitely need to check it off my list, but I've been kind of lacking to do so because Pale hasn't even checked a single brewery off that list. No. A guy named Scott F.
2: that follows me said uh, he gave it a four and said, "Such a belly chick moment." Just walked out, one drink, didn't want to talk, didn't want to drink.
1: I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that means. check. <Belichick. laughs> I think his interviews that he just... Uh, yeah, I, don't
2: know. I don't know who, even who that is. We're on um, Cincinnati. Some football We're on um, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. We're looking forward to the next game. We're on Cincinnati. <laughs> back, back,
0: back, back. Yeah, no, our defense just did our defense stuff, and then just <laughs> we're on to the next game. Always looking forward. Uh, yeah, what happened? Your uh, your running back is out for the season. Yeah, next man up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next
0: minute. <laughs> what can you comment On that touchdown pass From Tom Brady To uh, Rob Gronkowski Well he uh, threw it And caught it <laughs> <laughs> But we're on the next game Alright man A little like maddening. <laughs> right <laughs> Well you go in there And you uh, You throw the ball To the man And he catches it and Whoever comes out With the most points Wins at the end of the day <laughs> Yeah, that's the rules. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think I'm going to keep my. Because um, this is only. Did you say l- unfortunately? Yeah, unfortunately, because you guys actually have seen it. Oh, I didn't look at it. yet Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I just literally had this a couple weeks ago, and I don't think my opinion's going to change all that much. Uh, it still tastes as good as what I thought.
1: So I guess you can go ahead. You've
0: yeah. already had it. I'm still Um I give it a four. Uh, it is really tasty, but I think a lot of the IPAs are trying to be juicier, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is still very clear. Uh, it's not a hazy by the stretch of things. It's definitely a West Coast style blood orange, which is which is good. Uh, but with the craze that we're in right now, it's really hard for me to put something that tastes good up against something that tastes great when it comes to... IPAs and whatnot, since I'm not 100% like on board with drinking IPAs mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, so I think four is uh, much better than what any of these rate sites had it at, Ed's, but yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good.
1: I gave it a 3.75. Uh, love the smell, the oranginess. I love the sweetness up front, but the lingering bitterness. I'm not a big mm-hmm. grapefruit, mm-hmm. blood orange fan, the bitterness of it. Um, but it sticks true to its name. It is what it says it is, and I can't knock it for that, so my low score is just, it's not my personal not favorite. favorite. Um, but I love great juice. I mean, it's like just drinking juice. Mm-hmm. I don't really sense beer much in this at all, So because that bitterness really kind of, it comes through. <laughs> it lingers a little bit on the back end, and I'm not a big fan of that. So,
2: so uh, I am exactly where Dustin ended up. I have gave it a 4. Um I think it really does the blood orange justice. Like it's obviously got that flavor in there and you can't really fault it for that. And I'm a blood orange fan so maybe that's why I yeah. went a little bit higher than mm-hmm. Keith did. Um but it is mostly blood orange with just a little bit of a bitterness afterwards, not a ton of like the IPA stands out just on the aftertaste really. So I think if it kind of blended a little bit better as like a blood orange IPA, maybe I would give it a four and a half. But I think it solidly does the blood orange beer flavor. So I think it's worth checking out.
1: Very much so. Want to try many more beers from here?
0: Mm-hmm. They uh, they have a, a nice uh, dark palette,
1: mm-hmm. some it's stouts and porters and such. It's
0: essentially half and half. Cool. Half is the lighter stuff, uh, lighter in color, not lighter than. Uh, ABVs or anything. Lighter in color versus darker in color. So.
2: I like when breweries do that, so you kind of get a good mm-hmm. mix of people instead of just having all IPAs in one porter or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Most definitely. All right, moving along. We have ourselves the movie plot. So Scott Lang is grappling with the consequences of his choices as being both a superhero and a father. Uh, he was not approached by them. He was kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was kidnapped by Hope that's and Dr. Pym. That's kind of Dr. a spoiler, Pim. so I guess that's why they didn't say kidnapped oh, whatever. By, <laughs> in uh, the title or the yeah. plot. He must, once again, don the Ant-Man suit and fight along the Wasp, which is Hope Van Dyne or Hope Pym, as she's referred to in the comic books. Mm-hmm. In the, I believe, the Ant-Man Second Coming is when uh, she takes over the mantle for her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's later, and it's not like the original Ant-Man, but the urgent mission soon leads to uh, secret revelations from the past, and as the dynamic duel finds itself in an epic battle against a powerful new enemy. Oops! And we have uh, another unknown enemy, which I have a feeling I have two guesses who it's going to be. For what? A uh, powerful new enemy, mm. and they actually this one is definitely talking about the ghost. Yeah. but there's uh, there's one that's mentioned that's... Kind of like an Easter egg that uh, I have a theory. Interesting on that could be, be. Gonna be in a
2: future if they do like a trilogy.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we have mid and post credit scenes. Uh, the mid credit scene is the uh, Scott gets
2: shrunk down, mm-hmm. and just to get the whatever the, the quantum, quantum bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the, the you quantum. just put quantum in front of everything. Quantum, yeah. quantum. <laughs>
0: In front of it, yeah. So he's essentially say, taking some of this because Ghost needs it, Ghost needs it's it, like so they're, you know, helping her out. And I think they're trying to make it more of like uh, study, you know, trying to mm-hmm. study it, take samples, and yep. whatever. And this uh, immediately happens around the time of this, the, the snap. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, All right, guys, I'm ready to go. Coming out in 543, and then the radio cuts off. And so everybody in that area gets, uh, dusted mm-hmm. and scott lang mm-hmm. is stuck mm-hmm. in the quantum realm the end credit scene is just his aunt playing on the drums. yeah
2: and then yes. that's the only hint we have of post avengers infinity war like mm-hmm. the tv is just boop and then like the it looks empty everywhere except for yes. the ant so it
0: yeah. seems like it's going to be it's kind of like a, a nod to survival but mm-hmm. it's pretty much going to be like that Ant is stuck now in a loop of just doing Scott-like chores. <laughs> right. Yes.
2: Nobody told him to stop acting like Scott. <laughs> yeah. um, the interesting thing about the mid-credits thing is, hopes right before Scott shrinks down, she says, watch out for time vortexes because we can't help you or
0: something like that. Yeah, because you'll go back in time or so go forward in time. That's Ooh. the theory. Yeah, there's there's actually one of the uh, Easter eggs in the trailer for End
1: Time. Endgame? End times. <laughs> end times. End times. End time. End game. End game, <laughs> yes. Um, I like Aven- Avengers end times. <laughs> end time.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Uh, you know how Scott Lang shows up at the, mm-hmm. and you see, like, when was this? Is it, like, when is this now type of thing? Because okay. he they're presuming him to be dead. Well, in the corner of that monitor, it says archive.
2: Oh, so Ooh, that is that.
0: interesting. Like, he's. Looking for them, but... Yeah, because he knows that that is the Stark area, mm-hmm. but it's not the Stark area yet. And so, you know, it could be something in the 70s or the 60s or the 80s where he goes back, gets out of the portal, but... Can't find anybody. They're not yeah. even born yet, or yeah, Cap's still in ice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he did... It was the same van at the end of the movie that was parked in front mm-hmm. of him, so... I think it was an older van, so that could have been... Interesting. Anything.
0: Yeah, so little hmm. potential, we'll see how it goes, because yeah. he always asks, when was this? You know, so it's like archive, like, that's awesome.
2: And then there's a bunch of, like, on-set ch- paparazzi photos of them filming the Battle of New York, but Ant-Man's there now. Mm-hmm. So apparently he one of the uh, pop-ups is he's going to be part of that battle or something. That's awesome
1: be his journey through time yeah. to get back to... <laughs> so I think that's, that's a cool awesome.
2: way. A bunch of time traveling, I'm sure, is going to be involved. And then he'll probably be critical in like warning everybody that Thanos is coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. once he figures out mm-hmm. his role and all that stuff, it would be uh, it'd be helpful. Mm-hmm. All right, so with the cast, we have the lovable Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. He's so goddamn funny. I know. He is. I like him a lot. He's perfect uh, for this role. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys just put quantum in front of everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's
2: quantum <laughs> entanglement, quantum realm, yep. quantum
0: time. Uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, what was she? What else was she in? Lost. Everything goes back to Lost 2 with you, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> she was the main character. Well, like the second to main character. That's true.
0: Pretty sure there was something else I'm thinking about, but she played Hope Van Dyne or the Wasp. Uh, I'm going to look this up if you guys want to continue.
2: Uh, Michael Pena plays Lewis, and I think he's one of the funniest characters in the movie for sure. Absolutely. I love all his like recaps <laughs> where yes. he's like narrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the drunk Forget history acting actors. Yes. Um, then we've got Walter Ga- Walton Goggins as Sonny Birch, and a little bit of his history from the comics. Sonny Birch was the chairman of Cross Technologies, an advanced weapons designer from which was once affiliated with Obadiah Stane, which we remember from Iron Man One.
0: Yeah. So there's two two Easter eggs there. Cross oh. Technologies was. And the first one with uh, David Cross, who was the main bad guy in the first statement. And then Obadiah Stane, right.
1: obviously,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, what was his name? Ethan Cross or something? David Cross is from Arrested Development. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Uh, is. In later years, as the Undersecretary of Acquisition Technology and Logistics, Birch became the main weapons acquirer for the U.S. government, supplying them with prototypes of advanced weapons technology... Through the defense contractors. So he kind of takes over Tony Stark's job, basically, is what that sounds like. Yeah.
0: Uh, so in, in the movie, he says that uh, he's got powerful buyers and he's got powerful people and you don't know who you're messing mm-hmm. with type of thing. There is uh, there's a theory out there that he is talking about Norman Osborn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Norman Osborn could move the osborne t- in mm-hmm. tower or whatever or osborne industries into stark's old tower interesting because stark like moved it out of there yeah that'd be cool And
2: yeah. i think he has ties to sam rockwell's character from iron man 2 mm-hmm. but i don't
0: remember any of that yeah, movie so, so i can't uh, really hammer it. they're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah hammer hammer industries also is one of those mm-hmm. series but i like the norman Osword one a little bit mm-hmm. more yeah so that's why i like to share that one a little bit Bobby Cannavale is Paxton, of course. Judy Greer Maggie. Gotta have those two. Yeah, those are them. I like their interaction. Like, they're like best friends with Scott or something. They like love him so
2: much. Yes. Know, right.
0: <laughs> you just can't keep doing this. Yes, I can. You need a warrant or something. No, no you don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does FBI even stand for? Forever bothering individuals? Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we got. T.I. <laughs> plays Dave, or he's also a. Tip T.I. Harris.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: David Duttschmulshlashian. Well, that's a fun one. Kurt, the other guy, the ex guy.
1: One of those guys.
0: Baba, what is it? Baba, Baba Yaga? Baba
1: Yaga! <laughs> Baba Yaga! <laughs> then we have Hannah John Kamen as Ava, or Ghost. Oh, she, is so good.
3: Mm-hmm. she is
1: so good. Then we have... The Ghost First Appeared in Iron Man... To, uh, Number 219 (laughs) in June 1987 was created by David Micheline and Bob Layton. Originally portrayed as a supervillain, the character was later developed into an anti-hero figure. He appeared as a regular character in Thunderbolts beginning with issue number 128 and remained with the team till the title transitioned into Dark Avengers beginning with issue number 175. Spooky. So spooky and scary. (laughs) Very little is known about the identity of Ghost. He claims to have been an it I.T., sorry, researcher (laughs) at one time and have been made into what he is by corporate greed. The ghost is an anti-capitalist saboteur who seeks to destroy various political and economic institutions he views as oppressive apparently being most interested in those dealing with advanced technology and surveillance. He has, at times, hired his services out to corporations and other organizations, such as Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts, <laughs> that wish to destroy rival groups, but invariably plans to turn on his own company, or his own employers, and topple them as well. Yikes. Right, oh, and dude. so,
0: not mentioned in here, uh, her father is... Uh, uh, w- worked with Hank in the yeah. movie. Anyways. I can't think of this. Oh, and I had it down. <laughs> uh, it's important. It's important. I promise it's important. But she plays
2: basically the villain of the movie, even though like, she's just in constant pain and trying to solve that. It's just, that the, there's not really a villain in this movie, in my opinion.
0: She's just trying to do what she has to do to get the pain to stop. But there is a villain. Mm-hmm. Her father, Elias Starr talked about Mm -hmm. that was the name of the character who created this thing he is the original Egghead Okay, Uh I was gonna say I think Hank fired him for a
2: reason it seems like he he went on to do this and then caused himself to get blown up Mm -hmm. and then the reason her mom died is because she ran back in the room so it's really her fault that she's in this position not Mm -hmm. Hank's I don't know why you're taking it out on him but
0: I don't think she's really taking it out on him as much as she is using what the other well, she blames them. him for father yeah. uh, discrediting him. her father, yeah, father. and mm-hmm. all that. But it seems like he was doing bad stuff, <laughs> right? But I mean, if he wouldn't have done what he, he probably would have done what he did if he wasn't discredited. He's just trying to make his name. Right. Okay. Okay. okay, But we don't really have his
2: backstory. Maybe he was like trying to take over the program and use it for evil means or something. Because mm-hmm. you're saying he in the comics he is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we've got Abby Ryder Fuston, who plays Fort Young Fortson. She plays young Cassie, In Randall Park plays Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo, in the comics, was the hero of the espionage series Yellow Claw.
0: Worst fucking name ever.
2: <laughs> There's more racist shit coming up later. Yeah. <laughs> Named for his antagonist, a yellow peril communist Mandarin. Mandarin. Racist. Uh, clarification needed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tinker. <laughs> While the short-lived series named after that villain ran for only four issues in uh, 1956 and 57, it featured art by Manley Manili, Manili, Jack Kirby, and John Saverin. Well regarded, citation needed, <laughs> <laughs> for its relatively mature storyline, and in particular for Manili's ex- exquisitely. exquisitely atmospheric art citation needed the book nevertheless <laughs> failed to find an audience <laughs> Wu and other characters from the series were brought into the marvel universe a decade later beginning with the shield storyline in strange tales number 160 in 1967 Wu joins that espionage agency in nick fury agents of shield number two in july 1968
0: yeah that's one storyline that i want to read is the uh, strange tales yeah there's I some mean, good stuff like good uh origin stories in there, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne as a wasp. Great casting there. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, I I definitely liked the, uh, when she took over, uh, Paul Rudd's body. Oh, yes. I'm, yes. I'm pretty like, that was hilarious. I'm He's pretty sure like <laughs> he, she did the scene. And then he just like, re- and then he, he reanimated. Yes. Like, like, I feel like when I was, I was listening, I'm like, you know, Paul Rudd is an amazing actor, but I honestly think that Michelle Pfeiffer probably coached him yeah. on what, sh- how she would, she acted would, it out first or something. Yeah. How she would do that scene. And then he did that. And it was perfect. I thought it was just, like
2: Rubbing her on the face. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh.
0: Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburn. Oh, here's the more racist stuff I was talking about. Yeah, I know. Doctor Bill Foster, comics. Doctor Bill Foster, also known as Black Goliath, because I Could couldn't tell. Just be
2: called Goliath.
0: <laughs> couldn't <Yeah>. tell. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, Okay, so the second giant man and the fourth Goliath is a fictional character, a superhero appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Bill Foster is an African-American. I didn't realize that by the <laughs> yeah, way. Power. With powers similar to Hank Pym of increasing size and mass to gigantic proportions. The Goliath, or Bill Foster, worked as a lab assistant for Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got the powers. And that's where he became the Goliath, his Mm -hmm. own superhero, his own little superhero uh, Same. So that's where that came from. And there's a scene in the movie where Scott
2: and him compare sizes. Yes. How big did you get? (laughs) 16 feet or something like that.
0: 22 or 23 feet. He's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, what about you? He's like, oh, I want to know now. 65. (laughs) 65 feet. And then, of course, we have Michael Douglas playing Dr. Hank Pym. So we had... Uh, great, um, like in Disney, we had the the younger Leia oh, right. scene, and we had what was it Tarkington or whatever. John. Yeah, we have that same moment with a younger Michael Douglas mm-hmm. and a younger Michelle Pfeiffer. So it's a. Uh, I would like to see more of his backstory
2: played out because, like, he knows all this like history of Shield and stuff like that. It seems like because mm-hmm. he dealt with Shield in the first movie, and then he's got like the Goliath program and all that going on. And like there's pictures of him fighting in world wars mm-hmm. and as Ant-Man. Yeah. So like, I think that's a really cool story that they allude to, but you don't get
0: a lot of mm-hmm. Be a good, like yeah. Disney plus uh,
2: sh- like episodic thing.
0: Right. It'd be nice to see who they would get to play young mm-hmm. because like, when I think, Oh, Michael Douglas, but he's old. And I think, yeah. Oh, Kirk Douglas, that's his father. <laughs> he's he's <much> right. older. <laughs> Ladies, man, I'll tell you what, um, but yeah, those are those are the main characters. Uh, I can't think of anyone that's not mentioned. We got the... I think you got everybody. Yeah, the important <laughs> people at least.
2: A couple side character,
0: bad guys or whatever. All right, yeah. <laughs> true. So, so, true serum. Serum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> yes. It's not true serum.
2: True but, serum doesn't exist. It makes you suggestible. It's, so, it's true, true serum. True serum.
0: If it, Talks like a duck and walks like a duck. <laughs> then it's a true serum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kurt's like, it walks like a duck, talks like a like duck. duck. And T.I.'s like, then true it's true serum. serum.
2: <laughs> at the end, the guy's like, it is true, true serum. Because <laughs> <laughs> he uses it on him to yes. confess. Oh, man. So funny. I love the humor in this movie. Yes.
0: That's good. It's definitely, um, I think it's funnier than Ragnarok. Like the the how funny that yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to make that movie. I think this movie because you actually Paul Rudd is an actual comedian, right? Yeah, uh, my uh, Michael Pena, actual comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Like Chris Hemsworth is funny, but he's not known for like right. doing comedies. Yeah, he did comedies in Australia, but right. it wasn't like anything like this. He was just the sex appeal. <laughs> but anyways, let's. Let's hop on over to our out beer. It looks like we have a pale review for this as well that we're going to cut in here, but we're just going to enjoy some beer real quick before Yay. we uh, we go ahead and do that. We have the Bells Slam, and then maybe we'll do a little bit of a tasting, but not actually rate for the other beer from Bells that we have in there. What is it, official? Official. We could throw that on as like a Patreon. Oh, cool. Patreon exclusive. JK. All right, so we're going <laughs> to take a little break right here. And we'll be right back. Do you like what Drinkin' Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format. But we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon. With all nerdy stuff to provide to you. You can become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek and we can pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash
1: drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. All right, we are back with our out beer, Bell's slam. Starting with six different hop varietals added to the brew kettle and culminating with a massive dry hop addition of Simcoe hops, Bell's Hopslam Ale possesses the most complex hopping schedule in the Bell's repertoire. Selected specifically because of their aromatic qualities, these Pacific Northwest varieties contribute to a pungent blend of grapefruit, stone fruit, and floral notes. A generous malt bill and a solid dollop of honey provide just enough body to keep the balance in check resulting in a remarkably drinkable rendition of the double India style, India pale ale style. <laughs> Hopslam is best enjoyed as fresh as possible. Coming in at 10% ABV, original gravity 1.087 shelf life is three months, which is why you need to drink it quick. Yep. 294 calories, I didn't even know that. 22 carbs, 70 IBUs per rate beer. Yeah.
2: It doesn't uh it so, changes? No. Uh Bells doesn't like to release oh. their IBUs because it doesn't really mean anything to them.
1: It it's more for homebrewers apparently. It actually says Oh, is that further on down? Um, Why don't we un- list IBUs? Under officials, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between absolute bitterness and perceived bitterness. IBUs are useful for homebrewers for the purpose of clone recipes, but it doesn't always tell the whole story. Expedition Stout is a good example. It has more IBUs than more traditional hoppy beers like Two Hearted in Hopslime, so it's not true bitterness yeah. ranking scale. Okay, I can see where they're coming at there. So they usually leave it off of the cans and website. Yeah. So pale's pairings here. Savory mac and cheese, sharp cheddar, strong blue cheese, grilled walleye, grilled asparagus, roasted parsnips, and pesto. So enough cheese in there for Pam. That's all his go-to with IPAs. (laughs) Cheese. (laughs) Cheese. Uh, Sweet oranges, baklava, pink lady apples. That's very specific. The eccentric way, lavender and goat cheese risotto. Recipe, spicy pork chops and hopslam peach chutney. Ooh, that sounds good. That does sound pretty good. Port chops, <laughs> Doug's Doug. So Hopsland, we have seen this out for, for a long time, and we've never tried it. I've always wanted to, but it was one of those I think that sold out very quickly, it does. and they really didn't ship to Fort Wayne very often. I, th- I think th- back in the day,
2: they must be distributing it more, producing more now, because I have actually seen it at multiple stores this year. Or maybe it's just because I live in Indy now. That could be. I- just oh there it is because in Fort
1: Wayne I never saw it and I yeah. was always looking for it and we're closer to Bell's so that doesn't make sense right. to me so just a bigger market down here I guess so I have been to Bell's that was the one but it wasn't in this three-month window in that three-month window where this is officially because it's brewed in January and then it's usually gone
0: before March uh so this says 70 IBU that's per the websites I didn't see anything on the can do we have a fancy number 70
2: uh, let's look at the
0: list no, high as we go is 69. Okay, Pell number. What's that? In mathematics, uh, a Pell number is 70. In mathematics, the Pell, number, Pell numbers are an infinite sequence of integers known since ancient times that comprise the denominator of the closest rational approximations to the square root of 2. So 70 is a Pell number. That's geeky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's other things too, like the syphonic number because it's a factor of three distinct primes. <laughs> uh, the 7th uh, pentagonal number the 4th tridecagonal number um, it's a Harshad number in bases of 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, and 16 um, the atomic number of ytterbium is 70 uh, there is a Messer object M70 a magnitude 9.0 globular cluster in the <laughs> constellation Sagittarius uh, in J- Jewish traditions, 70 souls went down to Egypt to begin the Hebrews, uh Egyptian exile hmm. in Genesis 46. Uh, there's a lot of other Christian things. Uh, in Matthew 18, uh, Jesus tells Peter to forgive people 70 times, Thanks. seven okay. times. So there's a there's a lot to do with 70. numbers. somebody's a huge number apparently. In law, certain cases, copyrights expire after 70 years.
2: Oh, I've heard that. That's in, when they entered into, like, public
0: domain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Olympic archery, targets are 70 meters from the archer. Mm-hmm. The number of laps of the Canadian Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix. <laughs> boy. 70 is the speed limit or the common speed limit for many freeways in America. That's true. So I can go all and all day. <laughs> but I think the Pell number is super geeky. works for me. How do you spell that? P-E-L? P-E-L-L. Oh, two Ls. Like a Pell Grant type thing. Pilly pal Pell Pell Pell. Pilly Pell peel, Pell number. <laughs> it's a uh, Pell's Pell number. <laughs> uh, Pell's Pell's. Pell's Pell's. Uh, so they're kind of
2: cagey on what hops they use. They say dry hops of Simcoe, but it also says they use six additional hops yeah. from the Pacific Northwest. That, and then I went on their website and they like do this whole long video where they reveal it and like something loud happens in the background while they, <laughs> while they list all the hops yes. like, as a joke. I'm like, oh my God. That's funny. But the Pacific North west varieties are Cascade, Simcoe, Citrus, Sentinel, Mosaic, Chinook, and Amarillo. So the basic So ones. the basic one. Yeah. So that it's those it's basically those six hops are in this beer. Or seven.
1: What a secret. Right.
2: <laughs> it's the main hops are in the beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they're can. Is there basic hop slam? I don't think that's changed. Any no. that's like been their original. Logo. I think the
2: greens may have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. It looks like more neon now than it used to. At least on the bottle, it was like a little.
1: And the man muted. got slammed by that hop. He, he got was, smooshed. He was hop slammed.
2: So we'd said either Scott Lang shrunk down and got smooshed by some normal size hops, or he used the one of those giant things to grow the hops and then got Slammed. <laughs> right in the face and the body. It's a cool logo, yeah, and it kind of fits with what you're expecting. There's a lot of hot flavors in this beer.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at an old bottle, and it's the same logo. Yeah. So, works for me. Um, um, color? Color. Uh, it looks super light. Bright, yeah. looks light. Definitely got to move up closer to Scorpion or maybe Tails, Tails, or... No, probably Star Fox 64. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's like a nice orange hue to it, depending on... Mm-hmm.
0: Where you look. Yeah. looks whiter if you have it right under the sunlight.
2: I'm even up at Goku.
0: Really? Goku's G?
2: (laughs) Just because I wanted you to say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I almost said it correctly, and I was like, wait, which one do I normally say? Which one's right? Which one's wrong? I gotta be wrong. Which one is it?
2: Uh, Clyde the Ghost. Clyde the Ghost is a good one.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit... I said Tails a little too Since, prematurely. Tails Since Since Ghost is, is in here, we could oh, make sure, that connection. Sure, 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 so sure. There you go. Clyde the Ghost. It is. It is what it is. Clyde the Ghost is also in Wreck-It Ralph. Mm. As the... Not seen
2: that. Trailer. Well, the first one? Yeah. yeah I've first seen one. It. I
0: haven't seen the new one yet. I have the second one if you guys want access to my playsaver. Mm-hmm. Play smells basic.
1: Like, Unfortunately. Like an IPA. Yeah, it smells like your huge IPA. I thought to be a little bit hoppy or but
0: yeah. I mean, they're telling us it's seventies. We have a Pell well, number. They're not telling us that.
2: They don't want to tell us because they said their stout is actually has a higher IBU than this does. Just right, based on what Keith Redder So earlier. it's not
1: really a hop bitterness. It's
0: I don't. It, it's it's weird. confusing.
2: It's
0: I don't understand like why they don't want to
1: tell us. It's it ridiculous. just the um, appeal. Do I don't know. Don't anyone... People see how many IB uses it. Oh, I don't want to try it. Hmm. Maybe.
0: There's a difference between absolute bitterness and perceived bitterness. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, let's uh, perceive this bitterness. (laughs) Definitely got
2: some bitterness to it, but it also has some kind of sweet... It says it was brewed with honey, and I really can tell that.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's very sweet. Grapefruit, stone fruit, floral, but Mm -hmm. that sweetness of the honey, whoa, that really cuts it. Mm Mm-hmm. If you took that honey out I'm I'm Uh, sure this would be all "Ah." That's why
2: the bitterness is lower Than like you would expect With all those hops Because I think that honey makes it just like More Just like Less bitter and more I don't know what I'm trying to say
0: Yeah, This dude, uh, first one was amazing As you'd expect, the second one must have gone south There was a large rubbing alcohol smell Off from the beginning And the rest of just uh, and through the rest, I drank it out of a sifter, only two thirds of it. So he had a bad experience with mm. it. Mm. Yeah. West coasty. You got your floral and pine flavors, dollop of honey. Unique malt backbone. The other deepest, you, uh, provides a deep one. Yeah. So the flavors, grapefruit, pine cones, honey, orange pith, and like some dank, oily hop presence, which we pretty much said all those mm-hmm. things. Um, so because of that 4.46 out of five. Snobs, thirteen, yeah, snobs, thirteen thousand ratings on the to the
2: sellouts. There's two thousand (laughs) six hundred sixty nine ratings overall. One hundred style, one hundred.
1: Wow, average
2: is four point one nine out of
1: five. The stupid heads checked (laughs) it in twice under original Hopslam Ale, and then there's Hopslam Ale, twenty nineteen. So there's two different ones. If you go to the original one, the Hopslim Ale, out of 160,000, excuse me, ratings, a 4.30.
3: Damn.
1: And if we flip back to the 2019 one, out of, I believe it was, 28,000 ratings, a 4.26. So pretty similar. And friends have checked it in under either or. Mr. Gone 6 really loves this. He got a a bunch of fives on it. So much. Patrick, um, Drunk Hungry Indy. I think we said that's who he is, no? Yep. Okay. I believe so. Um, He says, pretty damn solid. A little overrated, but still pretty tasty, and he gave it a four. I can see the hype for this. I don't know if I'm buying into it, but I can see why it's... I don't
2: think it's, like, the best beer ever, but I think it's a really good beer. Yeah. Uh, Chris Leland says, this one is a year... And a half old.
3: It says enjoy three months. I know. That's why I'm reading it. <laughs>
2: still pretty good. Pretty hoppy. Not as good as fresh, but still not too bad. And he still gave it a five.
1: I'm glad we're drinking it fresh.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. why I was trying to get to it. should have had it. Oh, wow, <laughs> well, geek know. bowl, but I forgot it. It's still in that three-month
0: window. For sure. So which one are we checking it into? Do 2019. 2019. Okay. Did you buy this in 2019?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. It's on the bottom... It's January 29th. Okay, because we're like still in the third month. So I'm like, did you buy it though? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the shears because they brew it every January.
2: So I ended up at a 4.25. I was hovering around that mid to low four range. I think it's a really good beer. I love the honey and all the hop mixtures they had in there. I just think the hype kind of, it's overhyped basically is what I'm getting at. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if, if it was just like a normal beer that's out all the time and I grabbed it, I would probably give it a higher score, but just like hearing about it for the last five, six years, how good it was, or like how hard it was for us to get, and how much I looked forward to it, it kinda of doesn't quite live up to that, but I still think it's a really solid beer and definitely deserves a four or greater. Um and like I said at the beginning of my little review blurb, like I just think it fit like the honey and all that is really mm-hmm. good.
1: Agreed. I also gave it a four point two five. I was teetering. I'm like, I don't want to go too high because I'm not a big fan of the hops, but that honey saves mm-hmm. it and really does cut it, which I can understand the three-month uh, shelf life mm-hmm. because I'm sure that the hops, I don't want to say rot, but they they become more pungent yeah. the longer it's stored in refrigeration, that it really cuts the sweetness down. I know a lot of people really enjoy the the bitterness of it, but the honey is the only thing saving it for me right now. And I like the sweetness. I'm very surprised at 10%. Like the alcohol yeah. does not come through a whole lot. Like the burn, like you would expect mm-hmm. with the bourbon. the Bay honey oils. helps with that too. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's an interesting mix to never have something like this. So I can see the hype and it's about every year mm-hmm. for three months that it's only available that you can't really find it after that. So, I can see where the hype comes from. You make it a rare release and then people lose their minds. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah.
0: I was thinking about giving it a four. Mm-hmm. And that honey really makes a difference. It's, mm-hmm. it's delicious when you, but it
2: still has that piney, like, yeah, annoying flavor that some of these I taste.
0: I do love the West Coast. So, the piney, my favorite. But because of the hype, it's not a four and a half. So 4.25. Yeah. Yeah. Hand holding
1: club. Hand holding
0: club. Hand holding club. That's where we're at. I <laughs> also had to edit my check in because apparently when I swiped, I swiped all the way up to a five, which is not true. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I fixed that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's well done. I am a big fan of mead. Oh yeah, it and, does kind of have that quality. And too. mead is honey based, so yeah. Um, I'm going to be making my own mead here soon. Mead IPA because I got to wait forever. Well, I was thinking about making a mead and then a mead IPA. No, it
2: reminds me of that one that Scarlet. Yeah, it's like Scarlet, Scarlet Lane. It's like a witch brood. Made. Or... <laughs> Scarlet <witch made.
0: laughs> uh, brood or whatever it's called, or Blood Axe. Oh yeah, mm. Blood Axe. Yep. yep. Uh, but this one is high quality, but the i don't know secrecy of what's in, what hops mm-hmm. are in there some of the hops aren't coming through the bitterness is not like 70 like it said well ray beer said that yeah bells didn't say, bells won't right. tell you what it is right so i'm sure it changes every year for them too based right on how they brew it so but i mean ultimately it is better than a you know normal ipa oh yeah it's very solid um, and they, they didn't go with the, we have to be juicy. Right. Well, yeah, juicy, cause this was out juicy. before that craze. It right. It's not like they juiced it up just to fit in.
1: It would be interesting to try a juiced up version mm-hmm. of this though. I would yeah. drink that. I would too. All right. So milkshake, hop slam. Oh. <laughs> now
0: you get <getting> crazy. <laughs> Excuse me. I got to clean myself up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's read, uh, Pail's. Uh, Thing Review Pale's review With Dustin
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, is, I, I got right? it I got it I got it
0: <laughs> The movie was pretty decent I <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> there were some funny moments for sure Got it? When, when he was shrunk down to a five-year-old That was great Okay Or when he rode that truck like a scooter You know like a Yeah Oh I remember that scene now Yeah, yeah. Uh, it made me chuckle. Hardy hard hard. Overall, I wasn't super impressed with this movie, man. Ant Man is my least favorite Avenger, so I didn't appreciate this movie as much as others would. You just hate Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. That's your Jeez, problem. Pale. Uh, the after-credit scene kind of blew my mind. So curious to see how it plays out in the end game. You just hate Paul Rudd. Get your yeah. That's. Basically, it like his sense of humor. Pale, not a fan of, so how it kind of you, ruins the movie. How can you hate Paul Fred? I
2: don't know. does doing anything wrong? I like him in all of his movies. <laughs> I mean, he kind I of seems like him be, in Friends. He could be a dick in real life. I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> he mm-hmm. just kind of has that attitude about him. But I think like I like his sense of humor. Yeah.
0: Well, have you seen This Is Forty? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I was <laughs> that fight that he has versions. with uh, uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, Melissa McCarthy, and <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> the movie he does with Sean William Scott and McLovin that's yeah a good one yeah so I mean there's a lot of things and of course the Conan O'Brien when, and whenever he goes on oh, to Conan, yes he shows Mar- <laughs> the Marley and Me clip he never shows yeah. any of the movies he's in. it's always Marley, Marley and, me. and Me no it's Mac and Me oh Mac and Me so Marley Mac and, Mac and, and, me and Me is the sad dog movie yeah oh, that's oh, the dog one. Yeah. yeah yeah I look at you he and pushes
2: the, the wheelchair <laughs> off of the
0: he's like it's <laughs> like going, down going the thing and she's like oh no
3: <laughs>
2: and He's like
0: spinning. He's rolling down the hill. He turns around, and this alien pops up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so funny. So, no, it's seriously a clip from my movie this time. Okay, and
0: and they played it for the Ant Man, one it's hilarious because it shows him running through the tunnels, mm. and then once he gets to the clearing, it's the new falling down. The- <laughs> He's like, no. Marvel Studios told me that I can't mess around with this. They're super serious about promotions for the movie. So yes. I actually have a clip, and I'm, uh, I'm not going to talk about. it. Let's just play it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and I love his mustache in um, uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, pale.
0: God, get on. There. Get with the program. That looks like it's one like of my stuff. reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Uh overall I thought this movie was uh pretty good. It's a solid,
2: uh like a nice change of change of pace from the sad mm-hmm. Infinity Wars. It's like got the humor back from like some Guardians of the Galaxy or mm-hmm. Thor, but uh it also has like a nice story to it, and it. It really wraps up like the stuff left over from the previous
0: Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. It also has like that feel uh, for second movies or sequels, where people lose their powers or mm-hmm. whatever, so his suit's not working that <laughs> right. well. Uh, so in Spider-Man, he doesn't have his powers. He just kind of forgets about his powers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolverine got his powers taken away from him, type of mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, just you know, you don't have your powers or your suit doesn't go well or you know things like that. Like Iron Man's suit doesn't work that well mm-hmm. in the second one. So, but we call, we call that alcoholism. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, yeah <laughs> which i read a good article
2: about going way off topic about how disney after iron man 3 disney owned tony stark so like his really alcoholism stuff from the first two movies is gone it's not even part of him anymore and
0: it really plays up like how much mm-hmm. disney has changed tony stark's character right cuz he's not that he's not chasing tail anymore mm-hmm. yeah He's trying to be, like, that father-mentor figure, at least in Civil right. War and the Avengers and whatnot. But I can, he kind of made sense, though, because in... He's
2: dealing with the fallout of Avengers yeah, at that yeah. point.
0: And in uh, the uh, Infinity War, essentially, he talks about how he's tr- trying to treat his body right and, mm-hmm. you know, his body's a temple, and that makes a lot of sense. That's, that's shit people would say if they... Quit drinking, mm-hmm. and they're trying yeah. to better them life. I mean, it's a good transition, but I totally agree that as soon as they were, you know, acquired, so Disneyfied, it like the demon in the bottle storyline is like goes out through Tony
2: Stark's history in the comics, and then it's completely abandoned as soon as Disney owns it. Yeah, mm.
1: shocker. <laughs> <laughs> right. And man, but uh, it's still an un- enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, and back to Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I didn't know the whole. Background with Pimp, I'm not into the comics as much right. as you guys are with some of the background stuff. So, as a standalone movie, it was fun. It was exciting. I wish I knew more about the quantum stuff, but I felt <laughs> yeah. like Paul read throughout the movie. Like, I don't know what's it's, going uh, on. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really had no idea what was happening, but it was fun to see, um, you know, getting down that little quantum realm and all that kind of fun stuff. So, hopefully, we get more fun. of that
2: in. a if they do, I'm assuming they'll do a third Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it's kind of up in the air because they haven't announced anything after Spider Man so far. Right. So,
0: well, they said that there's going to be a year and a half or so break, a break between End Game and the next movie, which well, is Far From Home. Well,
2: Far From Home comes out in July. I
0: mean, sorry, right after that. Yeah, there's f- between those two films. Yeah. After that, a year and a half mm-hmm. before between right. before they have another one because they have the a one. they have a Black Panther two. Kind and of talked.
2: Star Strange, Doctor Strange, yeah. and then Guard Guardians of the Galaxy 3. was supposed to, but then they fired James Gunn, so that movie's kind yeah. of
0: up in the air, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, we have some time. We have uh, Star Wars time between the, <laughs> yeah. between the films yeah. right now, which I think that they should go yeah. and uh, reinvent themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think fix, fix that. Then come back to Marvel. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a... Uh, There's something to say about this film that I like a lot is it is not part of the big three or big four. Yeah, it doesn't get bogged
2: down with stones and Mm -hmm. all that shit. It's just like a small story,
0: and it's enjoyable. So we have your Ant-Mans and your Doctor Stranges. Those are enjoyable films. Mm -hmm. So, that's yeah, it's always fun. And I can't really honestly think of anything that I disliked about this film or the franchise. Mm.
2: Of course, it's not going to be like Iron Man or Captain America. Mm -hmm. It's not... Really part of that, they reference it like, oh, my friend Cab or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it's not doesn't have the stakes aren't as high. It's just right. him trying not to get arrested or whatever, basically, mm-hmm, right. or trying to rescue the lady's mom. Right. Not huge stakes like these other movies. So, of course, it's not going to be like blowing your pants off or anything, but yeah. it's still a fun story and fun movie. Oh, I have one complaint. <gasps> it mean- didn't
0: do so well in the summer movie wager, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it made you lose again. Uh, well, no, there was ho- picking Solo to be number one. <clears throat> That's, that also yeah. kills you. Yeah. So that, that was my only complaint. <laughs> so I wager of... part three
2: coming up next month. We're going cool. to have to start debating that in it's April. coming
0: soon. Yeah, it is coming out in April.
2: Fuck. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> start doing your research five minutes before we record.
0: Yep. I'm going to pull the Agreed. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Keith is the As worst you guys thing. show up to my house, let me fill out my top yeah. ten. <laughs> the, the Keith approach. So even though it's six months later, see it? Oh definitely. It's on Netflix. Yes, just see it. Yeah, watches, watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Or you know, it. you can talk contact me. I got on my plate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no big deal. That's how I watched it. Uh, when after it was at theaters, of course. I saw it on theaters. It was yeah, amazing. Thrifty. It was worth it. Um, looking forward to the upcoming episodes. We have a lot of Marvel stuff coming through. Um, most excited about seeing Captain Marvel. Yep, that comes mm-hmm. out this week. And- yep, this uh, yeah, this weekend. So I'm gonna be checking it out. Um, because I haven't, I didn't, I don't do midnight premieres anymore. Yeah. Hey, it technically came out like two, two days, days ago, ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll probably so, see it later today. Yeah, sounds good. I'll probably, uh, probably, probably will too. I'll talk to the wife to see <laughs> what's going on because I'm going to Houston in the next couple of days. Oh, for fun. yeah, thanks. That's Bring soon. some beer. Oh, I'll, try. Ooh, I'll try. Houston beer, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um. There's a few Houston bars and brews that. Uh, the guy I'm going with told me that we have to pick up, and cool. I was like, but well, we can't bring it home, mm-hmm. no, because we're not checking in bags <laughs> yeah. or not, doing carry-on mm-hmm. stuff, so, yeah. I'll have to drink and check it in, no big deal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then say Patrick's Day! Patty's Day! Oh, yeah, we Woo-woo. gotta get our Guinness mixes in yeah, one of these do. episodes.
0: Um, I'm thinking maybe the music one. That's what I was thinking, like, music mix, yeah, along music with mix. the Guinness mix. I like it. I like it. All right, so... A little bit of a history. Uh, we talked about it internally, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, just the rules, and I'll probably release a like quick little video that we'll just post anyways. Mm-hmm. The rules are that we each pick a flavor, a beer, a flavor of beer, or any type of beer that we want, and we have to mix it with Guinness. So anything that would be mixable with Guinness. It cannot be a mix that already exists, so we can't grab a Goose Island and be like, mm-hmm. I have a mix.
2: I'm going to do a black and tan. Yeah, I'm going to do a <laughs> black
0: and tan. And you have to name it. All right. Uh, we haven't decided if we're going to reveal the names uh, if we have them pre-show. Mm-hmm. So if we say, okay, so this is what I'm going to call the so-and-so, and then uh, but you uh, guess what I did, yeah. or vice versa. Right. I'll tell you
2: the beers, and you guys try to
0: see if you pick the name
2: close. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're still
0: working on that one. But you're not <laughs> going to cool. see. You're not going to see anything on social media about this. I'm not going to post. Oh, I have this beer for this mix. It's going to be completely close and dry. And you'll find out when you listen to the episode. We'll tease the hell out of it, but you're not going to see what it is. So I'm excited about that episode. Yeah, and it goes off of what we did last uh, St. Patty's Day when yep. we did all yep. the traditional Guinness mixes yeah, and traditional ones. kind of
2: rated them and mm-hmm. cited our best one. Now we're going to make up our own and just see see whose is the best.
0: Yeah, and there's also also I'm going to cut the hell out of it if you're. Name has anything to do with race. If, <laughs> yeah. if, it ends up, if it ends up sounding anything racist, it's definitely being cut, and you lose immediately. So,
2: Plan uh, on cutting yourself.
0: I do. <laughs> I do, because I was going to get a Goliath beer. <laughs> Call it the Black, Black Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> or get um, a, a yellow beer mix-in called oh, Yellow Claw. Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Fucking Marvel in the
2: 60s. Stan Lee, I'm glad you're dead. <laughs>
1: Excelsior, <laughs> Excelsior Excelsior <laughs>
2: Alright well uh, That's funny uh, Until next time drink, drink up And geek out,
3: out. Bubes, Boob- bubes! I, mean, yeah, so I, I like, like those keep showing bubes.